0: Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada. And again, for the second or third time this winter, a snowy Ontario, Canada. We're pretty white outside. This is the show that provides you with a wider range of actionable business ideas and tips than you'll find practically anywhere else on the internet. We always have interesting guests for you. But a quick reminder before we introduce guests and co-hosts, if you like our show and you want to keep... um, aware of our forthcoming guests and who's coming next week, sign up for our newsletter. There's a, a sign up form on the bottom of our website, the So First for me is to introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you all so much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you. And we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, Don't hesitate to visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the Contacts tab and fill out a very short application form, and we would love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. It is, we have the great pleasure of welcoming Dr. Patricia Boulogne. Hello, Dr. Pat. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Now, Dr. Pat is the founder of the Health team network this is an organization that provides a range of um health services and we're going to get into that in just a moment but first Dr. Peck can you give us a little bit about your background and what led you to come out of retirement and <laughs> to do the work that you're doing now and also what motivates you as a doctor and a business person um
2: well um what got me here today um, is that it was—it's been a process, and um, even as a child, I was always interested in science. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, did the science fairs, and you know, did well at some of them, at least one of them, especially. And uh, I was—I've al- always been interested in like why things happen. I was the teacher's nemesis in the back of the class with my hand up, going, "Why? Why is that? Can you explain it again?" And they really sometimes either love me or else I, that's probably why I ended up with a C in that class. But I ended up, and I went to a you know a Catholic school, so that we're you know for twelve years before I went to college. But I really like I've always you know have been service oriented and business oriented. I had a lemonade stand when I was five years old. I don't know remember what happened to that money. My mother took it. I don't know (laughs) what happened to that money. And, and, and things, uh, and and other natures, things that we like did, like, you know, shoveling snow and, You know, and and those type of things that, you know, started early in in my age. And, you know, and then, you know, I always had my father, um, you know, as for influence. And his one thing was uh, when I told him that I didn't want to go to college, when he asked me what college I was going to go to, he took me into Detroit and went down the street that the riot started in 1967 Mm -hmm. and parked in front of a house and said, get out. And I just said out and he said, well, if you're not going to go to school, you might as well live on the street. (laughs) <laughs> and um, so, and he said, pick, pick a house and we'll, you know, and I'll buy it for you with the money that I save for you to go to school. And um, I said, I'll go to the college of your choice. <laughs> it, 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 I think it only took me a New York, like, you know, nanosecond to answer that question. Um, so I've I had, you know, and he always challenged me. That's something that I always respond to, which is probably why in helping, you, you know, people reach their greatest goals and less time. I love that challenge. Because I'm always thinking there's got to be a simpler, faster, quicker way to get from A to Z. And be able to, you know, still survive and be in really great shape so that you really, truly can enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are, you know, like some of the things. And one of the things that motivates me besides that is that um, I'm making sense and getting to that A to Z thing is I like to see people thrive. Mm -hmm. I like to make massive differences in people's lives. So that it's a a non-event, things that, you know, it's just like I have this genetic predisposition for this. But I do this to, to improve my constitution. So I have a different outcome. I don't mm-hmm. have to have a prescribed outcome because of something that's going on in my environment, because I'm altering my environment and being in center, being more synergistic with it by looking at the foods that you eat, the air that you breathe, the quality of things that you have around you for cleaning, you know, and those types of purposes. And then, of course, having control of your mind for mindset mastery. Of course.
1: So, yeah, so absolutely. I, I, you, you've mentioned that you came out of retirement to do that, your work, yes. to do the work that you're doing. So I t- tell us a, <laughs> just a touch on that.
2: Well, I decided I was burnt out and, um, I was in LA at a, a New Year's Eve party and there were two bowls on this table. And, um, I was thinking one of them was caviar and the other one was a bowl of cocaine mm. and, I said, you know, and we were, a friend of mine was um, the, like, not an MC at, at the House of Blue. She was the, the, like, the maitre d' on the female side. I can't remember the name of her right now. But at any rate, so she, we saw Brian Setzer. We went to this house. And I walked in there, and I'm looking down at it. And I goes, why do they have sugar, a bowl of sugar like that on the table? I had no clue what it was. It was, like, right over my head. And this guy looked at me, and he said, Coke. And I said, oh, you mean, like, in the rare, in, like, in, in raw form? <laughs> and I was, you know I'm thinking oh man Pat this is like not good and then and I realized at that point I don't want to live my life like that I don't want to be those aren't my people you know and you know they had these beautiful fireworks going on outside in downtown LA that where this house was situated which is big house on the side of the, you know the hill I could see these beautiful fireworks so I went out and sat by myself out there and I thought I'm out of here I said, I'm done doing this. I'm done doing it in the way that I'm doing it. So um, I went back, sold my practice, moved to Boston. And when I moved to Boston, I walked around downtown a lot. And I saw a, different, a lot of different people looking at their faces like nobody's home. You could go up to somebody and almost like smile right in their face. And they like there was like no response and. I, and it was repetitious. And I, I saw it, you know, no matter if I was in a area called the Back Bay or where I, I lived at, which was downtown by the by the financial district. And the financial district, everyone was stressed. And so I used to people watch down there. So um, my big observation was that there was like nobody home. These people looked really sick to me. A lot of them had like discolorations, like grayish tunes or like or gr- kind of greenish tents. And, um, and it, I thought it was pretty disturbing because I thought I lived on Cape Cod before this, so I had no exposure to a large city. Um, but I, I thought, who the heck wants to really live in a large city and work there? That was that was my one of my realizations. And then I also read an article at the same time um, from the CDC where there was over 2,500 participants and all those participants in that study um, out of 1, 200, 212 um potentially dangerous chemicals all of them tested positive in their urine in their um in um also uh in their blood yeah. wow. and i and i was so disgusted <laughs> that i thought oh my god all these people around here are toxic and they don't even know it Mm-hmm. It's, it's like been so insidious, like one little thing after another little thing. And they just really didn't realize it. Like, you know, oh, all of a sudden, I started getting, you know, a cold like every winter, or I got laryngitis in the fall, especially for me, I got laryngitis in the fall, but I was already there for six years. It wasn't until I went to the seventh year that I realized how much mold and mildew were on Cape Cod and how horrible it was for your health and and, and expressing better health. And furthermore, it made, you know, all those situations make for cloudy thinking, which is called, you know, they later called it, you know, brain fog. Mm -hmm. And it also set you up to have a lot of chronic illnesses and diseases that whatever your weak genetic link was, it started to play that out eventually. And they called it just getting old. Yes. You know, and I never and I didn't buy it because I had, you know, patients that came into my office. I had an 80 year old woman who, you know, she had a little bit thing going on with her neck. And I said, can you touch your toes? She goes, oh, yeah. She just bent over and put her hands behind her ankles. (laughs) And I thought, wow. I said, do you do yoga? She goes, I do. And I said, oh, my God. I said, I go, you have more flexibility than I do. Um, I could touch my hands to the floor, but sh- and I was just so astounded by that. So there was, you know, how you take care of yourself is really important. There's three things and three reasons why people basically get sick. One's trauma, one's toxins, and the other ones are your thoughts. And your thoughts can undo whatever you do to fix all the toxins in your environment. -hmm. You know, and your traumas, because traumas create inflammation, and the first inflammation comes from when you're born. Nine out of 10 children have some type of cervical damage in the birthing process, Mm -hmm. you know, and so you start like you're starting your life up at zero, you know, like looking at all these other things that are happening, you know, to you. And then, you know, with the, like the toxins from, you know, things that are are additives and foods, if you go, I'm even down in in South Africa where you're from, Peter, there's, you know, if you read labels of, you know, Heinz ketchup in England, you know, and I'm going to presume where, you know, you're from in, in South Africa, um, then I'm going to say like here, if you, if, our list is a lot longer and there are words that you've never heard of before and mm-hmm. or can pronounce. Right. And if you can't yep. pronounce them, I, like, I don't care if you can ever pronounce them. I do care if you know what the side effects of them are. And so I That's always right. have clients that I speak to. It's like, okay, let's make an ingredient list. And, you know, and they go, oh, it's tedious to do that. I, it is. I said, but it's going to save your life. Save and, your life. What yeah. peep- and what people realize, you know, it, it was like, the, uh, like, oh, my God, you know, um, I had a client from South Africa and I love her to death. She has said to me, called, you know, she goes, wait a minute, before we even start, do you know there's sodium dioxide in lemon juice? What's it doing in lemon juice? And I guess lemon juice should just be lemon juice. Right. You know, And a woman that I know said, walked up to me, um, the air, the woman in the Airbnb I'm in right now, she mm-hmm. walks up to me with a, a, a glass, because I said you should only buy peanut butter and glass, um, and glass jar. And she said, it just has peanuts in it. <laughs> you know, and I was looking at her, I go, Anne. And that's all yeah. it should have in it is A just truck. peanuts. Peanuts. And, but it was just, and she said, Did you ever read the label on Skippy's? I <laughs> uh-huh. said to her, I have. I don't buy Skippies and I don't really ever buy peanut butter unless it's from um, organic nut. You have to have mm-hmm. organic peanut butter because they spray it. Anything that comes in the States, they spray it. You know, in, in Canada, too. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Most so, definitely. I
2: mean, the list could go on. We could stay on that topic for hours. Oh, <laughs> but ah, I, yeah, for sure. You know, but I'm amazed that people don't realize that. I mean, look at the chocolate study that they just came out with that it has so much chocolate that we have, have lead and cadmium in it. Those yeah. are two of the four top, you know, um, you know, the the heavy metals that people get yeah. in their bodies, You know and you're feeding it to your kids you're eating it yourself and you think you're doing something good but they never tell you the source of the cacao you know and and some foods have lead in it anyway i mean it's just normal but you know having you know 246 percent more than it's supposed to
0: no no. know,
2: i'm going oh my god we could go on for food for that part of it i think that's crazy
1: absolutely not to mention the mercury in the mouth right (laughs) yeah oh yeah uh-huh. So,
0: I was gonna ask you, I was gonna ask you why people get sick. You've answered that very, very well. So <laughs> okay. I'm gonna make an observation that I'd like you to comment on. Um I spent most of my life in Africa, as I said, before we started the show, and it I don't recall a single case of a black African complaining of allergies of any sort, right? Mm-hmm. And on on my farm, I employed 180 people, all black. So we had something like 300 living on the farm with extended family, mm-hmm. and they d- they did get sick and they got problems, but they didn't get allergies. And because we were growing horticultural products we export to Europe, we use very few chemicals compared to North American farmers, and un- and very strictly controlled in what we did use. We try to use natural stuff. So I believe, without any scientific knowledge of this, that. A lot of the toxins you're talking about are introduced because of chemicals that are used in not only food production, but in, just in general, in the life in, North, in, the civil, in the first world, in America and Europe. Am, am I on the right track or, or not?
2: You are. You know, and when people tell me that they have allergies, um, you know, I always tell them, I said, you have problems with your gut. And they look at me and said, no, no, I have allergies. I said, no, you're not digesting your food. <laughs> I said, you have problems in your gut. And ah. if you have problems in your gut, because what happens is when you eat something and it normally does what it's supposed to do, it goes through the cycle and ends up out of your body one way or the mm-hmm. other, you know. But if you're there's damage along in the one cell layer lining of the intestine, you know, in the tract, um, then food substances sometimes get absorbed sooner. So if you've eaten poorly and if you have d- damage in your gut, then those... Um, food particles go into the bloodstream, have to go to the liver. The liver's job is to detoxify and get Mm -hmm. those toxins out of your system. So they, you know, separate you know and and take and they take those toxins and they dump them back in your intestinal tract and they're supposed to end up in the toilet one way or the other and the thing is is that if the intestinal tract is damaged and it keeps on repeating that cycle, so what happens is is that when it, your body gets starts to get overwhelmed, it stores those toxins in blood, brain, bone, and fat. it loves ah. fatty tissue yeah. like and things. that's where and that's where you know um, you know when I talk to people i've I always talked to them like you know you, in order. To be able to detoxify your body, your body's, your gut's got to be fixed first or -hmm. else you keep on recycling. And -hmm. then you're you're like, even get more overwhelmed. You want to lose weight, your gut better be in good shape to lose weight because, you know, or else you're just going to gain all that weight right back. You know, if you do lose weight and if you're having a hard time losing weight, then you have, you know, there's a fine tuning of different hormones that are in the body that create certain processes to happen at a certain time so you can become lectin you know sensitive you know so it's just like your body's always going you know thinking that it's storing it needs to store and not get rid of that system so getting it to a point to where you're have the ability to burn fat as fuel you know it's it's a it's a process this doesn't happen overnight or even sometimes in 30 days right it'd be hard for people to do that right
1: let's let's talk about the link between diet lifestyle and environment because we touched on this you touched on this just a little while ago about your thoughts mm-hmm. uh, so you could be eating right you could you, you know you could have a, a good environment that you're living in but if your thoughts or any one of these things is askew that throws everything off correct.
2: Yeah, it does. You know, and a lot of people don't realize how much their emotions are involved. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, I don't think I've ever met so many empaths in my life. It's like all of a sudden, everybody's an empath. It's like the cool thing to be, um, you know, in our societies. And when people, you know, take on and what I learned from. Somebody accused me of not being an empath recently, and I said, you know, when you're a doctor, And you listen to every person that comes in your office, you know, going, this is what's wrong with me. This is blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And you're going on. If you don't create space energetically between you and that person and listen with a clear ear. Then you absorbed some of that energy. Yep. And you know, there's the time that I came, you know, after working, I had like three people with like blown out low backs so and I not ever had a back problem. And my husband at the time was a chiropractor and we were working together. And I came in the house and I said, you know, I said, I've got, I, I got, I've got to look up what this, you know, doctor taught us about how to protect your energy while you're working because I go, I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, and I needed to, like, in order to stay fresh and on target and at 150% so that when you walk from one room to another room, you can have that mind switch like that and you're sharp, you know, you have to do things to protect yourself and, and also create the, the the best difference. So a lot of times I just would do things like, you know, and push that energy back is what I learned to do so that I could stay, you know, grounded. Mm-hmm. So that I could answer questions and be present, you know, for somebody, which is sometimes that in, in itself was a very healing point in mm-hmm. time, you know, and, crossover of, cause everything's energy, everything's
0: frequency. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So here's, here's one for you, Pat. You, you're you on the board of the African Youth Institute. I think it's called in Ghana and mm-hmm. Um, I guess you've worked quite closely with the other members of the board and with the Institute. So do you notice any major differences between the health of Africans and the health of North Americans from your work with that Institute?
2: Well, my job at the Institute is to try to help them create, you know, cash flow. Okay. Um And so it isn't so much for that, but the, one of the reasons why I thought it was interesting to work with them is because when, um, Williams, um, who was the person who asked me, who's the president, he asked me to, uh, you know, participate with them. Um, and we were talking about African youth. Um, he said that the average African youth age that, you know, they don't leave home until 32. And I said, my parents would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the house till I was 32. Um, but it, it's very common, you know, in Africa for, for that. So the um, You know, that that was the reason why I really got involved. I never you know, we never looked at like the health of, you know, uh, of the youth, you know, for that. But I and then I um, was able to help um, them get because I was uh, in an Airbnb in the pandemic Um, when I was working. I was up in Boston. I got stuck up there for a bit. And one of the guys that just moved in there, just moved there from Australia, Mm -hmm. who was a Ph.D. from um, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. and um and so he was like you know and he got me i was, we had conversations about all this stuff it's like no, nothing made sense and so he put um so i was able to get him appointed to the board just because i thought it'd be good to have the second person especially from mm-hmm. there you know somewhere in africa be no. on the board to help support you know
1: uh, movement and things like that
0: right. okay no i just wondered kathleen back to you
1: so, Dr. Pat, on your website, you mentioned that by the year 2030, 50% of the population will be diagnosed with a chronic disease. Um, and it's because of the accumulation of toxins. Now, you've already touched on toxins, especially in foods, in ingredients that we don't even know of. But there are other toxins, environmental toxins, um, mental toxins, really, as in negative thoughts. But can you can you talk to us a bit more about this and perhaps give our viewers some advice on how they can reduce these talks? Well,
2: you know, I'll give you a technique and then we'll talk, go, we'll work it backwards. And the technique mm-hmm. is when you have a toxic person around you, yes. you know, as to actually, if you think about it, when you take things to your body, you always have a tendency to either be right-handed or left-handed you know, and so some people I know are right-handed, but they actually, you know, they pull into their body from the left and they assume with their right. So it's in, getting intuitive and in touch with that. But the, what you do is that you just visualize that person and you surround them like an iceberg and you push them as far away as way you can possibly do. Just visualize that and then push that away. Because a lot of times toxic people, we don't realize that we're you know, talking to toxic people. Like, you know, it's the person who, you, when you get off the telephone, you want to take a bath or you want to take a shower. Um, or when you leave, and you're just kind of going like, you know, like, what the heck was that? Um, and being able to protect your own energy source and keep your power positive energy up that that, that um, formula that I have positive mental attitude but positive mindset plus wellness initiatives equals success and that's physically mentally emotionally spiritually socially and financially you cannot think well and move well unless you have all the pieces of those puzzles put together g- directly so when you're looking at toxins I mean and there's you know we have a lot of toxins in our environment but in this Airbnb the guy who was here. Last week, um, spraying around the backyard, you know, um, know, I asked him, so what are you spraying? And he said, Roundup. I said, how come you don't have a mask on? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he said, well, what do you mean? I said, it's carcinogenic. (laughs) He said, and he goes, what does that mean? And I said, causes cancer do you want to get cancer? And he said, no. And I said, then you should definitely have a better mass than just the ones, the ones that they thought that they could, you know, prevent you from getting, you know, any COVID or any other those types of things like that. So, you know, one, one of the things is that there's a lot of toxins in just driving this tetrachloro, you know, hydrocarbons, you know, that go into your gas tank, people like gas fumes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a lot of, and um, people who are very sensitive to, you know, um, smells, and that have detox issues. So, in order to you know, like address toxins, you know, and looking at because what I could be sensitive to, you know, you know, um, I could be sensitive to the smell of orange juice. And somebody, else, you could sit there and you can drink, you know, like two glasses of it, and it doesn't even affect you. So we're all very different. It's knowing what's in your environment that actually stresses you out, mm-hmm. you know, for that. And I mean, something to be aware of, too, is like when you eat, you can be you can eat something. And just because you didn't have a reaction to it day one or day two doesn't mean you're not going to have a reaction to it day four or five or six or seven or eight. You know, Mm -hmm. it it takes a, a while for sometimes your body to you know, realize, and it's because it's trying to like offset that immediately upon, Mm -hmm. you know, ingesting poisonous type things, you know, and also we have toxins that come from, you know, from, you know, uh, supplements that you take too. You have to read the labels and read the the other ingredients or they're called inert ingredients. Some of those things that are, you know, they're uh, like some steroids depending upon where they're sourced at, you know, are considered carcinogenic. So you've got to know, read labels. I can't, stress the importance of that and also what each one of the, the ingredients are and you know just know that the FDA relabeled asperitine you know and other um, sugar substitutes that, like they changed the name on them mm-hmm. so that you're going like oh there's nothing in here I don't re- there's no name that I recognize and that's why it's so important that if you don't recognize a name you know that you actually like look it up and find out what it is
1: mm-hmm. or so think- the toxin I'm sorry, but just things like uh, if you see on the label, natural flavors or spices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and
2: spices is a coin toss. And plus, they spray them all. The thing about, you know, the, the Roundup, above and beyond everything else, is I think that people don't get the enormity of it. They spray vegetables. They spray them when they're growing. And then you have lots of rain. And then they spray them just before they go to harvest. So you're eating that. You know you're eating you know roundup. you're eating things that they're sprayed on for you know insecticides, pesticides, and the such. And there's very little products out there. People say that you can take you know a zeolite product, you know, and zeolite does attract like heavy metals and it exchanges it. so it it's as like an aluminum. It almost looks like coral, like you know um coral yeah. and and it's attached to each other, so like if there was an oxygen molecule here and here, it would attach it like a bond, and it ah. would be like this like these two little cups hanging here, and they would have all these convolutions, so when the water washes in, you know there's there's sodium chloride, potassium. All those cations are sitting there and they wash out with the water and the um, heavy metals are attracted to the zeolite and um, it comes in and attaches to it and doesn't ever go away. So how that gets out of your body is either two ways, either through the bladder, through the urine or through, you know, these stools. And so if it comes through the stools and most zeolite products are made in solution, and if it's in solution, it doesn't pass the cell membrane barrier. It's very hard for it to do that. And it, it primarily just takes care of the gut. And there's other zeolites. You want to look up, up a zeolite that has its water soluble. Mm-hmm. And the only one that I know is one that I re- recommend. And it's on my webpage too um, for people to do, look, do their own research. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's patented in something like, you know, like uh, 30, like, you know, you know uh it has like 30 it has four patents in 32 countries or 34 or 35 countries you know um and it's well and the research and it does it's been investigated again and again and again it's the only zealite i know that does what it says it's supposed to do
0: right mm. interesting
2: yeah. yeah it's called clear drops clear, clear drops,
0: drops. <clears throat> good one you have something else on your website that about um Uh, five, five lifestyle solutions that can help people improve their health immediately. Do you want to tell our audience a little bit about that?
2: Well, I always talk about, you know, it's important to know what health is, you know? And so when I talk about health and what it is, I basically define it as, you know, being at your optimal um, experience in life, you know, all the time, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so, in order to understand that the definition of health is your organs working a hundred percent of the time. And, you know, that's from uh websters Wester's dictionary mm-hmm. and the medical dictionary And who says that it is not the, merely the absence of disease or infirmities and also includes things like quality of life in your environment. You know, I always, when I say that goes keyword, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a keyword here, you yep. know? And so it, people go like, well, what are you supposed to do with that information so how i funnel into five aspects is i funnel it into being you know like proper diet proper exercise proper sleep um, positive mental attitude improper mm-hmm. uh, posture which equates to proper biomechanics and also structures function because if you don't have good structure you cannot have you eventually not have good function you know when people are like hunched over their rib cage is going into the gut and pressing putting pressure on those organ systems that are sitting there right and so it's mm-hmm. like if, if you look at your all the organs in the body cuz the brain controls and coordinates all functions if you look at all the organs in the body it's like a swiss watch you know and having all those pieces of the swiss watch working in sync with each other and where once starts to fail, that eventually the watch will ultimately fail if you don't careful and take care of it.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Well,
2: Yes. Let's talk about the services you offer. Well, you know, one of the things I love to do, you know, is, you know, I have, I work one-to-one um, I, I coach with the mentor's heart. Um, I do small group coaching sessions. So it's just like with a group with a certain, you know, like get me five people or six people who want to achieve the same result. I'm open to it. I don't like larger groups cause I can't, I don't feel that there's the intimacy is not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have masterminds, um, for people who are in what I call my graduate maintenance program you know for like checking in once a month uh type thing and to see like you know what what's the best strategy and i like making strategic solutions so on that one-to-one level Mm -hmm. um we go into things like um you know diet the whole the whole five things i explained plus also taking a look at you know things that possibly could have happened like why am i not successful like why why do every time you know like i get to a certain level of a job or a certain level of money you know i get fired you know, like, what is it like, how do, how do those pieces of the puzzle fall in? Um, and, and things that, you know, you don't think, you know, anything of like when you're a kid, they go, Oh, just get tougher. You know, you're, if you're a Tom, you know, you're Tom girl, you know, it's a tomboy. Um, and so, you know, there's things that happen when you're growing up, you hear your parents argue about money, you know, and like, how do you internalize it? So every time you go out to buy something, you know, you always feel like, you know, I'm broke. I've got, I'm trying to like, you know, you're, always on the the hamster wheel Mm
0: -hmm. and you just
2: need to get the hamster wheel to stop for a second so you can take a breath. And so, but if you look at where the source of that comes and you can take the charge off that because every time that you are in a situation that you have the same emotional response. And it isn't like, oh, I feel antagonistic towards my father. It might be your husband. It might be a boyfriend. It might be the girl across, the, you know, from the counter in a store, you know, but the same type of like, you know, static energy is there. It's like if you can take this, that static energy off, so it no longer enters your body and stays in some organ system, mm-hmm. you know, and you can get rid of it, then it becomes a memory and you're not reactive to it anymore. Right. You know, it's just like, there's so much of like so many people who are living in the past and being, and they're stuck in the past and they can't get past, you know, a moment that happened in time you don't even know about.
1: Right.
2: I mean, I had a a teacher who taught me that technique who's still alive. He's one of the last um, chiropractors on that level that were, you know, the, the keystone chiropractors I used to Mm -hmm. call them. Um, And, you know, he had, you know, he said, I want to volunteer. So I me, I know mean, my, hand, my hand's always up because I, I learn better that way with hands on. And so, you know, he, they decided that I had this abandonment issue that happened when I was two years old. And I'm thinking, how am I supposed to remember what happened to me when yeah. I'm two years old? But I'll go with it, you know. And when I finished the conference, I called my mother up and said, can you tell me if there's something that happened when I was two years old? Because, you know, I goes, I, I said, you know, did anything specific happen to me? She goes, oh, yeah, you had pneumonia and we had to take you to the hospital. And when we went wow. to the hospital, she said, well, you were there for three weeks, wow. you know. And I said, I don't think I could understand, like, where did I get abandonment issues from? <laughs> and, and they, of course, they, you know, and back in those days, they didn't let anybody in because they thought that germs were contagious, yeah. you know, that I'm going, but, you know, you have to understand, like, how does a germ know on the, and the sterile ward's not supposed to be on the other side when the people keep on walking in or out with the same shoes.
0: <laughs> and, it's, and so
2: I'm just curious. And, but, you know, but that happened. So, you know, when that, when he, what he did is when he corrected where that emotion laid in my body, I no longer had that experience. I, you know, and it's just like, it's like, wow. I, it, it, and so I have, you know, clients when we do one of those sessions, they're saying, wow, you know, I never thought about that. You know, the, I had a woman who I had, well, I was doing touch points on her neck for doing the same type of procedure that someone did with me. And she just jumped out, of the, like, literally jumped off the table. And She goes, don't touch me, you know. And then there was a dog barking out the window. I mean, there's a sequence of things that happened with her that triggered her memory for when she was molested when mm. she was like 13 years old. Oh, so I go, man. let's take the charge off of that. You know, and Uh. and I and I never after we did that work, I never saw I never saw her again. But her husband came in six months later with um, giving me flowers, and my staff thought, "Dr. Pat, you got a new boyfriend, huh?" (laughs) with with a bouquet of flowers for you. And I just went, "My personal life is none of your business." Who is it? And I went up and I "I looked at this guy and I said, "Hi, I don't think I know you." And he goes, "Oh, you don't, but you know my wife. You helped my wife. A matter of fact, you gave my wife back to me." And he said, "I just wanted to thank you." And I just, wow, wanted, I go, and I'm going, who's your wife? <laughs> just wanted, oh, I just got, you got on that yeah. one.
1: Oh, what a wonderful uh, story that and is. He,
2: and, and so he just said, and I, and I said, well, why don't you, because I was leaving to go someplace. Why don't you take these flowers home to your wife? You know, and I said, because I'm going to go away. I don't want them to die. You know, and I go and come back, and I said because that's I go I think it's just uh, the intention is not useful, so let's just repeat the intention and give them to her, you know, and um and he just said, okay, but you know, and, and he said but I really wanted to give them to you, and I said you did give them to me. I said I'm giving you to her so she can have them. You know, and tell her you ran into me in the grocery store or something.
0: You know, you're talking
2: to this crazy woman in line when you're checking out. And, you know, and I go, she was a chiropractor. Isn't your chiropractor? Wasn't her first name Pat? (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know I go you could yeah. make some story up like that because you can say you at least talk to me so yes. you know and then you know he was just like, he was like you know th- I just can't thank you so much you know and he just he just left but I had a lot of those situations happen right. you know uh, with people and you know and being able to you know have that like turn around like you know like take that edge off for them so that they saw a bigger picture
1: amazing mm-hmm. Dr. That Pat, is incredible? Uh, we could, you know, go on and on and on and talk about this, and I wish we could, but we are running a bit short on time, and I know that Peter has a burning question that he'd like to ask you. So <laughs> I'm going to jump
0: in with my burning question. So, Dr. Pat, we ask all our successful guests, and you're clearly right up amongst the, the highest group of those successful guests. Oh, thank you. Whether they're in your opinion, and with, with all the work you've done with such a wide range of people, is there one? characteristic mindset or habit that sets successful people. And I mean, successful, healthy, well-balanced, not just wealthy people apart from those who remain average and never really make it out of the rut that a lot of people tend to live their lives. And is there one thing, or is it a lot more complicated than that?
2: Mm, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, it, like, in a way, the concept is simple like belief, desire, expectation, and persistence.
1: Belief, desire.
0: Mm-hmm. And action. Oh, kind of you know, yeah.
2: because you could aspire for something, but if you're not inspired and inspired so much that you want to take action and or motivated to take that action. So, you know, you have to believe it, you know, you have to desire it and the desire has to be, you know, ignited somehow, some way, you know, and then you have to expect it because if you don't expect it. You know, when I went in to take exams when I was in school, I thought I'm never going to (laughs) pass chiropractic school. And then I decided to go study acupuncture and get, you know, a master's and my doctorate in acupuncture. And I studied in Mandarin. (laughs) I came out totally, I came out totally burned out from that one, you know, (laughs) but I just thought before I would take an exam, I would, you know, talk to myself all the way when I was going to take the exam because I already studied, you know, it's like, I deserve to pass this test with flying colors. There's no question that they can ask me that I will not know the answer to, you know, and I, you know, and when I'm in that realm, you know, when I'm in that groove or in that vibe or whatever, vortex or whatever you want to call it, you know, I'm, I sailed, I had a, uh, I had a 4.0 in studying all Chinese medicine until I took my one exam that I think I got something like a 90, like a 90, a 98.7 on the exam. I said, can't you find 0.3 to give me in order to get the <laughs> the, the A for this to keep my 4.0? Because I thought I've never had a 4.0. And, uh, and this guy looked at me and he said, Pat. And he said, I would if I could, he goes, but I have to turn this over to the registrar's office. If you want to go talk to them or the Dean, you can do that. And I already knew the answer, what she was going to tell me anyway, but the, um, you know, I, cause I'm, I'm the, I'm the why person. Like, why do you have to do that? Like, what does it make sense to me? Things have got to make sense to me. So when, and one of the things that, you know, people have to get their common sense back on, Mm -hmm. that'd be the number five part of that. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. what I see is I see a lot of people, Not being able to put right side to left side, you know, and having the ability to make sense of whatever the challenge is, Mm -hmm. you know, or you want to drive across town, you always make a decision about which way you want to go, you know, and what's the most simplest, easy, fastest way to get there, you know, then you want to be able to do that so you can get unstuck, so you can do the rest of your day Mm -hmm. expeditiously, you know, and so what, and that mindset part of that being so solid that, you know, I can, I will, I must, and and then so it's just like, and when you don't, you kind of like, okay, so what could I have done better? So instead of saying screw it, I'm going to quit, it's just like, you're like, what is it that I could have done better? What did I learn from yep. this? Yeah. You know, yeah. and then I used to write it out because I was a touch, I had to see it, feel it, hear it. And so I would write it out and I would look at it and I would think, I'd ponder it and think about it. And then you know, it's just like whatever first came to me of what I learned, that's what I decided that I learned. And if I had, if I repeated the process for some reason, I would go through the same problem. Well, what is it? I'm like, I learned that part, but I, what did I miss? Right. And then you can, then you can adjust your sail. Sure. So if, you sure. know, like all water, all tides bring boats higher level. If I go high, I bring everybody with me. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like the idea of like leaving anybody behind because of that. So, you know, mm-hmm. helping people have a better understanding about how to do that. I love to see people have those massive breakthroughs, mm-hmm. and when they have that haha moment, you're going like, "Wow, <laughs> that's what makes it worth it."
0: That's right. <laughs> oh, well done. Well, yes. yeah. How,
2: how do people contact you? Um, I would tell you, I just um, updated my website. And so my website is healthteamnetwork.com. And um, a lot of information, how to get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, Instagram, um, how to work with me, um, uh, library, uh, books that I recommend, um, things like, um, you know, and like making contact with me. On my opening page, there's a microphone, so you can... practice your public speaking and hit that mic and ask me a question and that will come to my inbox uh, of my, uh, she, uh, my, you know, uh, email. And I have the ability to be able to handle answering that. So I would say that, and if you're on LinkedIn, reach out.
1: And you work with people from all over the world.
2: I do. Excellent. I do. I've had my very first coaching client was from Glasgow and he was from, um, from the kingdom and Peter, you would know where the kingdom is, you know, and because I said you're majority in the UK, and he said no, the kingdom, <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> you know, which is <laughs> which is us, uh, no Saudi, you know, and so he was from uh, Saudi Arabia, and you know, oh, no. I,
0: sorry, I'm with you, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He said the kingdom, and I the went. I felt like a, maybe I missed geography, <laughs> geography. part of that. I was I yeah. was absent that day that they explained that, but it was I thought it was pretty interesting. And you know, and so and you know, I'm I'm very fascinated with how people do, why they do what they do, and then wow, is there a different way you could do it? You could still maintain, have better results in your health, you know, in all aspects of your life, and especially your wellness. And you can do do it in a faster, quicker, safer way, you know, with better solutions. <laughs> I think everybody should be all on
1: board. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> well, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the wonderful. show today. And we yep. hope to sometime have you back again. It's oh, been wonderful you. having you. And thank you, uh, for Dr. Pat. Okay. And thank you all Thanks. once again for tuning into our show. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.